You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It is the end of the week. It is Friday, October 4th, 2019, and I am your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. Great to have you with us today as we get ready for week five action in the NFL. The Jets return from there by. They travel to Philadelphia to make a short trip down to Philly, and they will take on the Philadelphia Eagles this Sunday. And on today's show, we're going to preview the game. We're going to look at some of the keys in this matchup as the Jets look to get their first win of the season. And it's, I think they're all important, but the Jets really need to get a win here. It's going to be a tough task for the team because the Eagles are coming off a big win against the Green Bay Packers. Even though the Jets are coming off their bye, the Eagles played Thursday night last week, which means they had a few extra days to rest and prepare. But I think in many ways this is one of the tests that shows you the quality of a coaching staff because the Jets' coaching staff has had an extra week to prepare for this game. So take a look at Eagles' tendencies, try and come up with a good game plan, and they've also had a chance to evaluate everything that's gone wrong so far for this team. So this is going to be, a, I think this is a big game for the Jets coaching staff to show us something after a really rough start to the season. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the keys to this game, but I think obviously we'll give you a bonus key. It's wh- who the quarterback, who's the quarterback going to be? And I think it's pretty clear that for the Jets, if Sam Darnold plays, that would be a welcome development. The question is whether or not he's going to be cleared to play it sounds like if he's cleared to play he'll be in the lineup and they've suggested that you know he's not really showing any lingering side effects from the mono they seem to feel like he's in he's in pretty good condition he says he's not really feeling any fatigue so none of the real side effects that you may have been worried about sound like they're prevalent for darnold and the fact that we're we've gotten to this point where he's at least cleared to do partial work suggest that maybe those things will not be an issue you know i've i've mentioned a couple things like the fatigue and stuff like that and look i as i've said many times when discussing darnold i am certainly not a doctor but it seems to me that those things may have been bigger issues if the mono had lasted longer and prevented him from getting back on the practice field within a few weeks uh so we'll have to see who the quarterback is if luke falk starts for the jets gonna be a taller order especially because it sounds like based on the way the Jets are talking it kind of sounds like Darnold's been getting the bulk of the work with the first team sounds like they're preparing Darnold to start the game even though it doesn't sound like he's cleared at this point to play so Falk without a full week of preparation would probably have to start if uh, Darnold was not ready to go let's jump into our keys and normally I start off with a key player on offense and the key player on defense but I'm going with a key unit and that's the offensive line and this as a unit that's been borderline unplayable this year. I think I've used that phrase a lot. I've used it to describe Brian Khalil. I mean, these guys just don't look like they know what they're doing. It looks like their assignments, they're messing that, that up all the time. A lot of instances, the line calls don't really make a lot of sense because they're essentially giving the other team free shots at the quarterback. It's really tough to decipher what the Jets are doing up front. The run blocking has just been terrible. Guys can't hit a block. Guys are having trouble communicating. I mean, you name it, it's going wrong for this team. And it's been one of the more baffling aspects of the 2019 Jets season, in my opinion, because while this offensive line was not a strength in 2018, I don't think it was this bad. And you, know, you look at the guys that they've brought in, you know, you would think Ryan Khalil should be enough. Like, even I know he's he came in late and he maybe he came in 
off his couch. But, geez, I mean, you'd think Ryan Khalil would be an upgrade over what the Jets had at center last year. And the same thing for Coleccio Semele. And part of the reason I'm naming this entire group rather than one player is that there is a bit of ambiguity as to whom will be in the starting lineup. Osemele apparently dealing with an injury, which means my guess would be Alex Lewis, but it could be Tom Compton will uh, could be in the lineup for him. And the other thing is Adam Gase has suggested that perhaps there could be some lineup changes just based on the way the units played. You know, on the one hand, this is a unit, and part of the reason they've played so poorly has probably been the lack of continuity since nobody played together in preseason. So do you want to uh, mix things up even further? But on the other hand, they played so poorly, it's not like they could get worse. I know it's a dangerous thing to say, but I think it's true. In this, They could be as bad. I don't think they could be worse than what we've seen so far this year. So the offensive line, look, this, this offense doesn't have a chance of this, unless this offensive line starts doing a better job. That's just, I mean, you keep, they can't run block. They can't pass block right now. They got to improve. If they don't improve, this offense isn't going anywhere. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Quinn and Williams. I think there's a lot of pressure on Quinn and Williams, at least as far as if the Jets want to win this game. If the Jets want to have a successful season going going forward, not so much on Quinn and Williams for the sake of his career. He's obviously going to be with the Jets for a long time, and he's going to be a starter with the Jets for a couple of years at least. So not from the standpoint that he, you know, he's on the verge of being shipped out of town if things don't go well, but for the way this defense is going, I mean, they need their number one pick to step get back into the lineup off an injury. It sounds like he's going to play. They need him to get back into the lineup and make an impact. This is a team that's still doing reasonably well against the run, but they're really struggling against the pass, and they have had issues generating a pass rush, and getting him back into the lineup is about the only thing I can think of that could possibly change in terms of personnel and perhaps make a difference. And I think you're not just looking for Williams to go out there and play well. And, you know, he definitely had his flashes in the preseason, definitely had some moments where he was playing very effectively. But you're kind of hoping maybe next to a more talented guy, can that unlock Leonard Williams? Can that get Leonard Williams doing, getting, moving in the right direction? Because Leonard, Leonard Williams is off to a very slow start this year, a very disappointing start, I think. And it's it's probably unfair to put this on a rookie, even a rookie who went with the third overall pick. But it's kind of the position the Jets are in right now. You know, you in an ideal world, you want to ease a rookie into the lineup. You don't want to f- ask a lot of the rookie, much less ask him to be the sole difference maker in your unit. But desperate times, I guess, call for desperate measures, and it's a lot to ask Quinn and Williams now. Could he be up to it? Again, this was a guy who was the third overall pick. So to the extent there's a rookie who may be up to it, and he, as he came into the league, he was known for having a very refined game. So is it possible? Sure. Is Do I like being in this situation? No. And it's even then, it's a lot to ask. I, there's only so much in the game of football. There's only so much one player can do, only so much of a difference one player can make. But we know the Jets have issues in the back of their defense, especially at corner. And they've had issues. I think they've had big issues just generating a consistent pass. For they don't really have anybody who makes the offense worry about anybody that really I I think the offense would view as a big threat. So maybe that has to be Quinn and Williams. And again, tall order to ask for a rookie who has barely played. He played part of one game. Ask him to go back into the lineup. We're not even sure whether he's fully healthy yet coming off the ankle injury. But it's a guy that the Jets are going to need to step up in this game. My bookie is fast and easy, and they pay when you win. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Did you know you can bet on games after kickoff? If by second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. 
And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, you can try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Locked on Jets podcast on this Friday. We are previewing week five NFL action. The 0-3 Jets coming off a bye. Prior to that, a loss to the New England Patriots against the 2-2 Philadelphia Eagles coming off a Thursday night win at Green Bay. And let's look at two key matchups I have. And on the offensive side of the ball, I have Robbie Anderson against the Eagles corners. And I think that this could be a good week for Robbie Anderson because the Eagles are really banged up in the secondary, even if some of the guys... They have play. You know, they may not be 100%. It's also a bit of a homecoming for Robbie because he played his college ball at Temple, played his played some game home games on this field uh, in Philly. So I'm sure he's going to be excited to be out there. He's going to be motivated to have a big performance. And this is a bad – I don't like these Eagles corners. I, I even remember going back into the preseason, people were talking about potentially the Jets maybe getting some, some – corner from the Eagles that the Eagles were going to cut and because Joe Douglas was, would be familiar with them. Douglas, the Jets general manager, of course, coming from the Philadelphia organization. I remember saying, I don't know. I don't I don't really love the Eagles depth at corner. It's being tested because they've suffered some injuries. And you know, if you watch this team, especially last week against Green Bay, you saw that a lot of these corners were, were afraid of getting beaten over the top. And they were given monstrous, they were given humongous cushions, uh, cushions like you cannot believe. Uh, so I think there are going to be opportunities there for Robbie Anderson. I mean, if they play that kind of coverage against Anderson, if they're afraid of getting beat over the top, and of course, Anderson is a very good deep threat. So, you know, they watch him on film, they know that Robbie can get open deep. But if they're afraid of that, the comeback route is going to be open all day. That's the type of thing the Jets should exploit. Jets should look to make sure they get Robbie into the right matchups. And if they have the right, if they have the cushion there, make sure make sure you're throwing plenty of comebacks to him. This is a Jets offense that's really struggled to generate simple, easy completions for its quarterback so far this year, and that's that's one way of doing it: is making sure you get that matchup you want, and the route you want, and the leverage the defensive back is playing. It should be an indicator of whether it's going to be open or not. And that's that again. If they play the, if they play coverage like that where they are giving a huge cushion. And it was more than one Eagles corner who was doing it. Take it all day. Take it all day. It's, it should be something that can help you move the change, at least get this offense moving a little bit. After what we've seen, after we've just seen offensive performances that are unbelievably bad over the last, even with a backup quarterback, they've been just unspeakably bad. And that's the type of thing, again, you want to talk about having a bye. That's the type of thing you should be looking for. You should be looking figuring out ways you can get your playmakers in spots running the right routes uh against the right matchups that's one of the cal that's one of the hallmarks of good coaching so we'll see whether the jets can do that so that's my key match robbie anderson against the corners on the other side of the ball it's uh, zach Ertz against the jets linebackers the jets have actually been decent against the tight end this year um we know that the jets have issues at corner and this week presents a, a different even different challenge because it's tough to ask any of these Jets corners to match up against quality receivers, but the Eagles also have one of the game's premier tight ends, one of the game's premier receiving tight ends in Zach Ertz. So not only do the Jets have to worry about difficult matchups at corner, and let's be honest, at this point, I think you would have to say almost any matchup the Jets face at corner 
has a degree of difficulty based on the current condition of that position group. But now they have to worry about Ertz against their linebackers. And it's it sounds like C.J. Mosley, sounds like it's kind of a long shot for C.J. Mosley to get back into the lineup for this Week 5 game. So it's going to be, you could fall to the backups again. And they've played relatively effectively. It's not like they've played poorly, but... Again, you're asking backups to go against one of the premium tight ends in this league. This is just a tough matchup for the Jets. It's a tough matchup on so many levels for the Jets across the board. But this is a, this is one of those matchups where and Ertz is you know the favorite target of Carson Wentz so far this season. This is just one of those matchups where you look at it and you say, "Boy, this is not this is one that gives me some concern heading into this game." And you hope that these Jets linebackers are up to it, but it is a tough ask of them i think it's it's a tough ask of them and that's what makes it such an important matchup heading into this game locked on jets podcast it is friday it is almost time for week five of the nfl in 2019 as the jets will travel to philadelphia to take on the eagles you know if you're looking for some degree of hope i mean i can come up maybe i can come up with one is i remember the last time these teams played it was 2015 it was an early season game at MetLife Stadium and the Jets were looking great they were off to 2-0 start they had crushed Cleveland on opening day then gone to Indianapolis and uh, surprised the Colts in the Monday night game and the Eagles were off to a terrible start that year it was Chip Kelly's final season with the team and it looked like the Eagles were finished looked like the Jets were off to a great start and the Eagles came into MetLife Stadium and shocked the Jets that day of course, that Eagles team had a little bit, you know, had less issues than this current Jets team. But you know, I'm looking for anything to try and give me some hope heading into this game. And we don't, again, we don't know who the Jets' quarterback is going to be. So of course, that's going to play a big role in this game. If Sam Darnold's in the lineup, you feel like you got a better shot than you do if uh, Luke Falk is in the lineup. But we'll have to wait and see. We don't know at the time of recording whether Sam's going to be back. We are talking about some key matchups, though. Uh, some key players, and finally, we we talked about those in the first two segments. Now, keys to victory, and on offensive, I, I've said this a lot, the Jets have to find better ways to get Le'Veon Bell the ball. I mean, they just can't run him into the middle of the line, especially with an offensive line. that Well, the offensive line needs to run block better. The Jets can't exclu- exclusively rely on giving the ball to Bell at the middle. They have to figure out ways to get him the ball in space, more opportunities to make plays. And I, I do think back to something I remember hearing John Gruden say back when he was on Monday Night Football. He kind of mocked the idea of figuring out the way to get the ball in space. He, he said something to the effect of, you know, when I, back when I was coaching, and again, this was he, this was before he went back to the Raiders. But he said back when I was coaching, all I heard criticism was figure out the way to get the, this guy the ball in space. Get, get get the ball, get him the ball in space. Well, it's not as easy as it sounds, and that's true. It's not as easy as it sounds, but at the same time, there's a reason offensive coaches are employed by NFL teams. It's their job to try and figure out the way to get their guys the ball in more fortuitous situations. And especially if you've gotten the offensive guru label as the head coach of the Jets has gotten, he's got to figure out better ways to get Levy on the bell, put him in better positions to make plays. And Bell gives you some opportunities. Bell puts things on the table because he has that receiving skill set. And one of the things I've, you know, they should he should look at Adam Gay should look at the way other teams use premium backs, like the way Sean Payton uses Alvin Kamara, and try and figure out ways creatively to get him the ball, whether it's you know. Maybe it's you, you put him in the slot and you throw him a screen pass, or throw him a little b- bubble screen or something like that. What you want to do is you, you want to use his ability to make plays with the ball in his hands, but you don't want to put him into like eight-man boxes all the time. 
you got to figure out better ways to get him the ball in, where he's actually in a position to make something happen, position to make play, the position to move the chains. That's something the Jets have not done a good enough job at during these first three games. And it's something that I think really has to get better. It's, you know, you're, yes, yes, it's up to the players, but it's also up to the coaches to put the players in the position to succeed. And that's something the Jets have just not done a good job with. And on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I've gone back and forth as to what the Jets should do on defense here because it's it's a tough choice because when you can't generate pass rush, you have to blitz. But to blitz, that means you have to have guys you can trust in coverage because the more guys you blitz, the fewer guys who are deep, which means the better the guys in coverage have to be. So maybe the best thing I could come up with was something resembling the game plan against Cleveland where they used a lot of what are known as simulated pressures, which is kind of something that's in vogue on the higher levels of football now. Essentially, that's not sending heavy blitzes. That's not sending like six or seven guys. It's sending more four guys, maybe sometimes five blitzers, but they're coming from different angles. Maybe you drop an edge into coverage that you're expecting to, that the would typically uh, rush the passer and you send a middle linebacker instead. Essentially, what you're looking to do is you're looking to just mess up your other team's protection schemes, maybe get them sliding the, the wrong way or have a pass rusher crisscross and confuse their protections, something along those lines. You're, just, you're just trying to make them blow an assignment somewhere. And you're doing it by sending them by sending unexpected blitzers their way, but you're dropping enough guys in coverage so that you're not left with a bunch of one-on-ones on the backside. It's easy, easy to say, tough to do. But again, on a team that's short in talent, I mean, at some point the scheme's going to have to try. You're going to have to make up for it to some extent with the scheme by tricking the opponent. And against, you know, sometimes you're dropping guys that typically would would blitz, such as uh, outside linebackers, and maybe you drop them into a passing lane where Carson Wentz is not expecting it, and maybe you get a free turnover, something along those lines. Uh, you know, they're just the Jets are just going to have to do this based on scheme because. Yes, they need the players to play, but the Quinn and Williams returning and playing well would really help. Leonard Williams picking up his game would really help. Jamal Adams returning to his 2018 form. These things would all really help, but there's only so much the Jets can do. I mean, they are kind of an undermanned team right now, so they need the coaches to pitch in and put them in, again, put them in a position to make plays, put them in a position to, to fool the defense and maybe something good will happen but it's I'll tell you this is gonna be a tough game for the Jets and I mean this is a season where things, things have just gone very badly for them they just had the wrong schedule early in the season where you know it's lined up with a lot of tough games early and they suffered a lot of injuries you know this was a team that could have threaded the needle now it's looking kind of tough it's you know it's, it's, a, it's a tough spot for the Jets but they're gonna go out there and we'll see what they can do maybe they can chalk us that's all for our show today. Thanks for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify are among your options. And please leave it a good review if you do like it. Hope you enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, and we will be back on Monday to break it all down.